Hello, my name is Deborah Hamilton, and welcome to my podcast, Why Do Pets Matter? This podcast seeks to define and explain this important question from multiple points of view and disciplines. We will interview owners, breeders, caregivers, defenders, advocates, champions, and educators. The mission of this podcast is to seek and foster collaborative conversations so that every point of view feels heard, acknowledged, and appreciated. I look forward to your joining us on this journey toward a better understanding of similar and divergent points of view. It is possible to have an impossible conversation. It starts with listening first. I'm so glad you're here listening in with me. Now let's get started. Today we're speaking with Mia Hornberg, who is the dedicated podcaster and digital strategist for the wonderful Prevenevet. And Mia, thank you so much for being with us today and talking about why do pets matter to you? Thank you so much for having me. So when I called you up and asked you to be on the podcast, what was your first thought about why do pets matter to you? Um, it was, um, you only have uh, 20 minutes or so for like, <laughs> we might have to make this a series. <laughs> and that's fine. I'm hopeful because I know that Prevenivet is one of the foremost companies to help people with pets. Why do pets matter? And you have so many great thoughts that we um, spoke about before we got on this podcast. And now you're going to share with the listeners because it is really about why do pet, pets matter uh, when we start thinking about why we do what we do. So take it away. Well, um, thank you. I am uh, really lucky to now have three pets, uh, two dogs and a cat. And um, we just actually added um, our second dog, a 10-year-old pug named Mabel. And, you know, we, part of the reason for, for bringing her into our house was because, um, because of how much we feel, my wife and I feel that pets matter. And um, we have the space, we have the love and, um, you know, the amount of unconditional love and the stuff that they put up with that our pets put up with from us, um, is worth everything. Um, I mean, I, so I work for Preventive Vet in a kind of digital strategy, podcasting, um, and working heavily, uh, with, with the marketing. And I had come from an agency and I'm sorry, you might hear my dog Marshall, um, nesting in the background and getting his, uh, getting his blankets in order. Um, but when I was working there, I, at this agency, I was basically just, uh, there was a lot of, you know, some entertainment stuff, which like, cool, fine. Um, I've done stuff with that for a long time. Um, and then like, you know, a bunch of cloud computing stuff. And I, I just, every time I would like every day, basically, I would just kept thinking to myself, like, this doesn't matter. <laughs> like this is not helping the world at all. Um, and you know, I'd come home and just be kind of in a, a bad mood, but, you know, just coming home to see my fur babies and of course my wife, um, 
it just made everything better. And my life, I, I just, I guess it just pointed out to me how important the time is with my loved ones, with my animals, um, and how much enrichment they give to me. You know, like there's a lot of, I think, um, there's a lot of thinking around like, oh, I give this to my dog. I give this to my cat and aren't they lucky? They're so, you know, I see all over the internet. Oh, they're so spoiled. They're so spoiled. But it's like, are they really even spoiled? They give 150% of their um, life on earth to just, you know, loving us and helping us and in ways that we don't even recognize. Um, so when I saw the, um, when I saw the, uh, the the job um, opening at Preventive Vet, I have to tell you, it was the easiest cover letter I've ever had to write in my entire life. Um, and it was one of the only, like, it was one of the only jobs that I even applied for because I was like, I need to be doing something with my time that is going to um, help others. And our entire purpose at Preventive Vet um, is to make it so that people are aware of the things that, you know, are, that you can prevent, you know, obviously you can't prevent everything. There's just no way to do that. But, um, but there are for a lot of other, like a lot of other things, um, especially things that are brought um, regularly into the animal ERs and, and the vet. Um, and, you know, a lot of, it, it can be expensive. So um, we don't, want anybody to have to make the choice between, you know, feeding themselves and um, taking care of their animals. Um, so if there is a way to prevent any suffering, um, any frustration, we just want to make better lives for um, animals and their humans. Um, but of course, animals first. <laughs> Well, you know, you pointed out that there was a time when you really realized you wanted to do something more. And a lot of that, you, I, th I think I heard you say, was driven by the fact that you wanted to be um, with your family more, which included your pets, and how they make you uh, feel every day by giving that 150%. It really does feed our souls. And yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a feeling that pet owners get that really creates um, a synergy that keeps all pet owners wanting to make sure they get home in time for their dogs, they feed their dogs the best food, they provide them with the best services so that they have the longest life they can. But quite frankly, pets matter because they really, at least for most of the people I've spoken to, ground us. What, oh, yeah. what are your thoughts about that? Oh, without a doubt. Um, I mean, Marshall, when we used to live in, um, in Brooklyn, uh, he and I would walk for, for hours, um, slow walks and, and not getting very far necessarily, but he literally made me stop and smell the roses, um, and, and appreciate nature and like more than I, than I ever had. He made me slow down. Um, and check in with myself and check in with him. Like, you know, I think a lot of the times our animals are a reflection of ourselves. And so, you know, if, if he was acting strangely, you know, I, 
I'd check in with him and with myself, you know, just seeing what is, what is going on in our environment and, um, and also just being really tuned into him. I mean, that's, that's another thing. Um, but I also just, before I forget, want to, want to remember to say that, you know, in terms of the love and the grounding, I love my wife beyond measure, but she will never be as excited to see me regularly <laughs> as, as my dogs and my cat for that matter. Like there's just no, there's nobody that is gonna, um, consistently be as excited to see you as your animal is. Um, Absolutely. Cause they don't have bad days. They really don't. They, I mean, unless they're not feeling well and right. then we're right there taking care of them, but they don't have bad days. So they're always just right there. They're their best selves all the time. And although we like to think we're, we can be our best selves, sometimes we're not. And I think it's perfect that you said that because I'm sitting here thinking, well, my dogs greet me the same way every single time. Um, my husband, depending on his day, not so much. <laughs> right. Right. Well, they're, you know, uh, you're talking about being grounded and everything. I mean, they're present to the moment. Um, they're very alert to the moment. And a lot of times, you know, they'll alert us to the moments and be like, Hey, something's outside. And you know, that that's maybe their alert barking, but, and that's, that's not even necessarily a bad thing. I've kind of changed my, my thoughts a lot on, um, even just their regular behavior. Um, because, you know, I think a lot of people are, are like, oh, dogs have nuisance. Barking is a nuisance. But really, a lot of the times, it's them just being present to the moment. And, uh, and maybe there is something that you should be paying attention to outside. Um, yeah, I just, in terms of the grounding. Um, and the I, mindfulness. They really, they really yeah. are mindful of how we feel. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> right? You have probably six or 7,000 times when they were aware of how you felt and provided you with um, the care that you needed, either excitement or comfort. Oh, without a doubt. Um, you know, I know that I'm not alone in this, but when I am sad um, or sick, my animals are just the best nurses. They're there immediately. Um, and they don't leave my side, you know, and I think that that's a, a regular thing that happens um, for, for, I, I, I actually don't like using the word owner, just, uh, I, I like saying, you know, where they're humans and, and there are animals, <clears throat> but they're just, you know, they're sentient beings. They are, I really sometimes feel like I get advice from my animals, you know, they'll give me a look and it's like, whoa. <laughs> you, <Right>. know, <laughs> you know, they, they read our minds, which is a little scary. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, it's scary and it's beautiful. Um, and, you know, just it really has made me check in with them. Like, um, I have a tendency to let my mind go to, I mean, not on purpose, but, you know, um, I think I, I just grew up like this. My mind can go to really bad places. Um, and they can snap me out of it um, at, by really bad places, just like worry wart stuff. And oh, uh, absolutely! You know, we we think of all the things that might go wrong yes. because we have to pre-plan, yes. and then we live with our pets. And the pre-planning is, yeah, it's going to happen. Don't worry. 
good and bad, right? And you're just going to yeah. be able to um, meet it head on and, and I'm right here by your side. So when you think about why do pets matter um, to you in your, in your life, when did pets start impacting your life? Did you have kids as a, 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 a pets as a kid or did you um, get them as an adult? So I had pets as a kid, but, you know, looking back, I feel terrible because now I have all this information that I didn't back then. And I really am like, you know, it, I'm trying to do better now. Um, I'm not sure all that information was available when we were kids um, because veterinary medicine, um, yeah. look at preventive, preventive vet, it's, you know, it's brand new. It's, it's not as old and, and we have more information now that we had, so we can always provide the best um, care now. So, right. Yeah. Well, you know, and also I, you know, I was, I was a kid. <laughs> How much did I know about like socializing my dog? Um, you know, when I'm barely socialized myself in fifth grade. Right. So, exactly. Yeah. Um, and cats, I really had no idea what to do with. Um, but I, I, I've always loved animals. Um, I just don't think that I was given, um, well, we didn't, like you said, we didn't have the proper tools, um, but also like even, even with some of the stuff, it, it wasn't exactly right. Um, and so when I became uh, an adult, um, as happens sometimes, you get into a relationship and somebody has a, a pre-existing pet and um, that's what happened to me. And um, actually, I am pretty sure I was... <laughs> in the relationship because of the dog. I certainly stayed in the relationship longer than I should have because of the dog. Um, but, and, but the best thing about that relationship was that it taught me actually better care for, um, for a dog. And it helped me realize that like I was in the right place to be able to take care of and, at the time I didn't know, but I learned very quickly, um, to let a dog take care of me as well. Um, and so when I actually got out of that relationship, we had, um, we had adopted, um, a dog together as well. Um, when that ended, um, she actually kept both of the dogs at first, um, because I was moving to New York from Chicago and, um, I, about like, I don't know, a month later, I got, um, a message basically saying, um, you know, I can't take care of Marshall. Um, I'm giving you first dibs. And I was like, that's not a dibs thing. That's my dog. I'm coming to get him. And I didn't have a plan. I actually found out that, um, I was getting Marshall back, uh, like the day I went to pick him up the day after I got my full-time, my first full-time job in New York. So things kind of happened very quickly, but I realized in my taking care of Marshall and him taking care of me, it actually like also made it so that I focused on what was most important. And, um, I really feel like he helped me make better decisions, um, in, in living. Um, and, and he continues to, you know, he's, he is something that I, I mean, he and Marsh, uh, he and Mabel and, um, our cat Mazel, uh, were the M house, uh, 
they're, you know, top of mind. I don't make really any decision um, when it comes to like going out or anything else without thinking of them first. Um, their comfort, their happiness, um, their health is first and foremost. Um, they take care of me and I'm committed to taking care of them. Um, they matter because they make my life so much better. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's interesting. As, as you know, I mediate just um, mm-hmm. conversations of that kind when people break up and um, have to figure out what to do with the pets. And most of the time, if you leave the door open, um, pets do sort of land where they need to land. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad that Marsha landed with you and that you were able to take him given the situation, because we all know sometimes we get apartments that allow pets. Sometimes we don't. And it was great that everything sort of fell into place. I always think the universe shifts so that we can take advantage of the opportunities that come our way. And for you, you, the the fact that you moved from one state to another, and then we're able to bring one of your beloved dogs um, with you uh, later on. That is, that is the greatest thing because it really does. I, I thought it was perfect when you said, it, it made me make better decisions about my next steps because I had somebody I needed to think about as well as myself, which is what Why Do Pets Matter means all over the place because they do give us the opportunity to feel so good about ourselves and, and really give us the love, un, you know, un, unconditional love, mm-hmm. but yet also enable us to be our best selves. So this, you've just been, it's just been so interesting to hear the story of Marshall. And now he's with you still mm-hmm. and providing you with all the things that, you know, good dogs bring and good cats too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, it's funny, actually. I think that um, Marshall had a <clears throat> a big part to do in my meeting my wife because um, I moved with him to Brooklyn to give him a better space and um, like a bigger space and uh, a lot of, you know, great walking places. We were um, by the pier and that's, that's how I met my wife um, by living in the same neighborhood. And, um, you know, she, she loved him too immediately and he loved her. So that's another thing. Uh, Animals are, really usually pretty good <laughs> at, at uh reading other people um and, absolutely and, yeah. <laughs> and they take us to the places we need to be so i'm sure yes. that you know the walking and and bumping into people and having people really respond to marshall um gave you a little more grounding in the neighborhood so that you felt comfortable um and also of course gave marshall better grounding in the neighborhood by meeting all the neighborhood dogs and their people attached to the leash. It's how I met everybody really. And, uh, he, like he was like the mayor of, of our part of Brooklyn. Like he, uh, he knew everybody, everybody loved him. People like I was the only one really that walked him, but people would be like, Oh, is that Marshall? And I'm like, what, does he have a blog or something? How do these people even know him? But, um, he just, you know, would bring a smile to everybody's face. And yeah, I mean, that's, that's enriching for, for my life as well. Um, You're never alone in a new place if you have a dog. It's true. Yes. 
You get yeah. to know people really quickly. And before we close, I really want you to tell um, the listeners how Mabel came into your life. Oh, gosh. Uh, well, we actually, um, our preventive vet podcast, Pause and Play with Dr. J, um, we had a, an episode that we did about the um, importance of adopting senior pets. And so after that, I really, it, it really had an effect on me. Um, just thinking about it, talking to some other um, people who had fostered seniors and um, adopted seniors and just, you know, it's shelters are no place for senior pets. Um, so, I mean, they're no place for anybody, but especially seniors. So, uh, this, I told my wife that, uh, when we bought our house, we were in the process of, of, um, of buying our house. I said, when we buy our house, we close, we can start thinking about, um, adopting a, a senior. Let me tell you the second we closed, literally the second that we closed, she, had sent out like four different applications to, to different senior rescues. Um, and we picked up Mabel like the next weekend. What a wonderful, wonderful um, opportunity for Mabel and also opportunity for you because many people with senior dogs, they, they really, sometimes their owners pass away. Um, that's what happened with her. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's one of the things that I work with people to try to do is to find that next place, soft landing. And yeah. thankfully, Mabel found the soft landing with you for their older pets, because it, it really is important. Um, as you say, it's not easy to adopt. And I love um, Pause to Play with Dr. J is one of my favorite podcasts. Oh, I listen to you. it all the time. And I hope everyone who's listening to this will take a trip over there and um, take a listen. There's such great information over there. Um, and what are the two things that you want to leave my listeners with that to you, the quintessential why do pets matter? Well, um, okay. Number one, I can tell you that sometimes even when you are frustrated with yourself um, when you're frustrated. I mean, there's so much to be frustrated with in the world um, in general, but when you are looking, when you're needing that unconditional love, which everybody needs, um, you look no, for, no further than, than your pets. Um, they, they matter when when a lot of other things really just don't, um, and they can, you know, snap you back to, um, to remembering the importance of things and, and how good things can be. Um, also they just, they're goofy. <laughs> they're snuggly. I don't know. I, um, they I, physically make you feel good both to be um, hugged by them and hug them and also to laugh at their crazy antics. Oh, yeah. Well, and also um, as kind of, I mean, I I would need to look up the actual study, but um, actual healing powers, um, I mean, they they have them in general. They, they actually do have um, healing powers in cats, I want to say, even their purrs. Um, if your cat is on you and won't leave a, 
a certain spot, maybe get it checked out, I would say even, because uh, cats have healing powers and their purrs, I want to say, have been proven to have like the same frequency, I want to say, as like a cell regenerator. And so they're recharging your battery as they're sitting on your lap. Yeah. Absolutely. They're amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much. This has been such a wonderful and inspirational between the moving and the recovery of Marshall and finding friends in new places. These are why pets matter to us. These are the things that really matter in the world. You can hear Mia's podcast at uh, Pause to Play with Dr. J at preventivet.com and Thank you so much for being on. I hope you come back again because we have so much more to talk about. Wonderful. Thank you so much for having me, Deborah. Uh, this is Deborah Hamilton with Why Do Pets Matter, a podcast that talks about why pets matter to us. Have a great day, and we're looking forward to hearing and seeing you soon. Thank you for listening to my podcast, Why Do Pets Matter. This is Deborah Hamilton, and this podcast is my passion. Do you have a great guest or idea for a topic you'd like me to explore? Go to my website and click contact at Hamilton Law and Mediation. That's Hamilton Law, L-A-W, and A-N-D, Mediation, M-E-D-I-A-T-I-O-N dot com. Until next week, our pets do matter. This is Deborah Hamilton thanking you for being here.